You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So we have David Alpert, who is an associate director on Broadway and has worked on shows such as If Then, The Trip to the Bountiful, and The Best Man. He also hosts and produces his podcast called E-Ticket to Broadway, where he talks to A-list Broadway stars about their love for Disney. Hi, David. Hey, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited to be chatting with a fellow ginger. This is very exciting for me. Would you like to tell your story of how you got to where you are? Sure. Um, I always loved theater. I um, My parents created a household that was all about show tunes and going to see shows rather than sports or hobbies other than theater. So at a young age, I was very interested in theater and different sides of theater from performing to directing to stage managing design. And it must have been sometime mid elementary school where I decided I wanted to be a director because by fifth grade, I had done a project and I said, I want to be a Broadway director, which was either a blessing or a curse to kind of choose your career path at a young age. But I continued learning different sides of theater, knowing that as a director, I would have to know everything. And I went to college for it. I moved to New York 13 years ago. I'm very fortunate to have met some great people that have led to some great projects. And, you know, I still consider myself incredibly lucky to be able to do what I love. And, you know, along the way, just a lot of wonderful moments of confirming my decision to pursue directing. What do you do as an associate director? Sure. An associate director's job really depends on the director that they're working with. Everything from taking notes to being a sounding board to the director to running rehearsals when the director's not there, either in the rehearsal room or once the show is opened, in put-in rehearsals and understudy rehearsals, taking notes once the show is running, if it's a long-running show. But it really depends. I always say you can think of an associate director as an executive assistant to the CEO, where they are, they know everything that's going on and they have to know everything that's going on so that if a designer comes up and says, I, you know, I got a note last night about a light cue. Do you remember what that was? I can say, yes, it was about this light cue and this song and this is what needs to happen. Or the, the writer says, hey, I know the director wanted to change here. What was that? It's like, yep, it's exactly this. So it's, it's really being able to put on a stage manager hat and a director hat while being an assistant. It's a, it's a very specific skill set that um, I've been able to develop when I, when I worked as an associate director. So what is the difference between 
an assistant and an associate? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's not much. I mean, it's kind of like saying what's the difference between an understudy or a standby, right? It's the same job. The standby is much more focused, you know, um, potentially not in the show every night, just kind of, you know, waiting in the wings, ready to go on potentially for the lead. And an associate, usually if you see someone with the title of an associate, it means they've worked with that either director or designer before. There's a trust. It's just a little bit of a promotion, but again, it really depends. My first time, my Broadway journey, the first show I worked on, I was a second assistant. Then the next show I was the assistant, and then I was associate from then on. So it, you know, it kind of just shows, you know, you've been you're you've been doing this for a little bit longer, and and there's a built-in trust with whoever you're working with. What is the day to day like once a show opens? I mean, it. it um, I know I'm, I'm a broken record, but it, it it does depend. I mean, if we talk about if then, my weeks were really dependent upon what the show was doing. So if we knew that there was a principal that was going to be out of the show, there might be a put-in rehearsal, which is, you know, full tech for that individual going on um, Friday during the day. And then maybe if they're going into the show that night, I stick around to watch the show. Then you're giving notes afterwards. You're talking to the stage manager about scheduling next week's rehearsals saying, okay, we've got two understudies for this role and we have a new swing, let's spend Tuesday during the day teaching them the show on stage with work lights, with minimal props. And then on Thursday, let's add the ensemble, let's have a music rehearsal. So it's really kind of figuring out the needs of the production. And that's the fun of theater, right? It, it, it changes a lot. Um, and that's different from a play to a musical. On a play, the day-to-day is very different because you don't have to deal with choreography or music and typically they know the show already because it's not as complex in its blocking and and, um, staging. But again, always different, always changing. Do you ever get like a moment to yourself where you aren't thinking about the show? That's a great question. (laughs) I mean, yes. When I, every time I've been an associate, I've been very lucky that once the show opens, I'm able to pursue my own projects. So even during If Then, I was able to leave town for a couple months to do a trip to Bountiful in Los Angeles. Um, I went off to Michigan to direct my own show at some point. You know, I think a lot of shows realize that their associate team have their own projects and, and they're very open to allowing them to continue to find their own passion and, and their own projects. Um, definitely not when it's in the rehearsal room. I mean, for those three months of rehearsals to tech, to previews, to show opening. No, it's it's 24-7. You are continually thinking about the show and you're having dreams about the show and you can't escape the show. Um, but, you know, you, we, you do have those breaks here and there to kind of breathe, but it's really the way theater is structured at this current moment. It's really all hands on deck for a lot, a long time. What is the best advice you've gotten so far? Not what I think anyone would expect me to say, but the best advice I was given was you can't argue with crazy. Um, You meet a lot of different personalities in theater and everyone is so passionate and driven. And as a director, it is your job to get everyone on the same page. And oftentimes you will encounter someone that thinks differently than you. And you really want to get them on the same page. And sometimes that's just not possible. Um, Personalities come up, egos come up, and 
And the best advice was from a stage manager. It says, you can't argue with crazy. Sometimes you just have to nod and make sure that they're doing their job and safety is first. And then you just disengage, um, which has been a really great lesson for me. I'll, I'll spin it and say the advice that I read somewhere that I like to give to others that I think applies to every facet of art is a artist is someone who's learned to trust themselves. And it just means that as a performer, as a designer, as a, someone on the creative team, as a writer, we all have those instincts and those thoughts that we sometimes push down because we're worried about how it might be interpreted or is it a dumb idea? What is it? And when we're allowed to just trust ourselves and be in a room that's safe and open, we can really go much further than we ever thought we could. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you recommend people focus on education or experience to become an associate director? Ooh, good question. Education or experience, right? So I think definitely both. Um, but it, it it's so much both because I went to college to pursue directing. While I was there, I ended up picking up a degree in stage management. Having those two degrees and taking classes in both set me up for success where I could first be the stage manager and then asked to be the assistant director on smaller shows, but truly having the knowledge of how a show is stage managed and knowing the paperwork, the communications, how to call a show made me a better associate director because I knew how to speak the language of the stage manager. And again, those are, that's the probably the number one person you work with on the creative team. Um, but as with so many things, Theater is so much about experience. It's about internships and learning and seeing what you like, what you don't like, because art, you can teach some of it, but so much of it you just have to trust and, and feel and explore. So I think for an associate director track, they're not, there's not a class in college about like how to be an associate director. Um, you need to study so much and then you have to learn on your feet. And, and it is a it's a very, very specific skill set that you have to, in a moment's notice, go from being an assistant to the person running the room and how to navigate that. <laughs> Is there anything that you learned in education that you couldn't have learned in experience? Yeah, definitely. I think I learned how to fail um, in college. I learned how to learned the basics for directing. I learned um, specifically the strongest position on stage. I learned how to look at art and focus and subtext and objective. I learned that in a very cerebral way that I was able to apply in my projects and then, of course, carry that through. But I think for an artist, education is not what we think of like facts and figures and history. Those are all great things, but it's really a very focused experience where you get to try and fail 
and try again, that if you did that in the professional world and failed, you may not get the chance to try again. So I learned in a different way than, you know, a friend of mine might've learned going to school, studying economics. It's, it's a different learning experience that I think we need to be aware of. What have you been doing during quarantine? Well, I started a podcast. <laughs> I was supposed to start rehearsals for an off-Broadway show the end of March. And unfortunately it was canceled. And I was really devastated to have my world pulled out from underneath me as so many of us had to experience. And as artists, it's not just a job. It, it's who we are. It, it is our passion. It is what drives us, it, what fuels us. And my agents were behind me and creating some sort of digital content. And one of my undergrad professors suggested a podcast. And, you know, my first my first response was, everyone has a podcast. Why would I ever do that? But I found that getting a chance to connect with people about passion and love and then editing and working with a composer and different performers that can do voiceover work and creating games and, and you know, getting a chance to chat with Broadway stars that I know or that I don't know and getting to giggle about Space Mountain has made my quarantine so much better and getting to connect. And, and you know this too, as, as you have a podcast, it, it's an activity that you have to do inside. So you kind of forget like, oh, right. Not only do I have to be inside, I really have to be inside. And hours can go by as you're working on something. So in addition to you know podcasting, it's been a lot of FaceTime, a lot of calling people, a lot of home decoration, and, you know, really focused on spreading as much positivity and joy as I can during this time, because I know we all have our own unique skills. I'm very focused on raising money for my sister's fund, Gilana's fund that can help fight injustice in the world. We're in the middle of a civil rights movement as well, which is super important to me and figuring out how in quarantine I can support that. So, you know, it, it makes for some really exciting, busy days. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we leave? Yeah, I always say this um, jokingly, but truly I mean it, is I tell people to follow their dreams. And we live in a world that has been so tainted by social media and ignorance and everyone feeling that they have to be an expert and relevant on everything. And I want to encourage everyone to just breathe step away from social media, focus on yourself and figure out what do I want to do in this world to make myself happy and more importantly, make the world a better place. And if you can focus on that and not worry about having a hot take or making a statement online that's not researched, but really focus on just being an authentically good person that wants to make the world a better place, we would be in Disneyland Truly, we could make the world Disneyland, um, which is <laughs> my favorite thing in the world because it is full of unconditional love. I, I, I want to share one thing um, for those that are listening that have been to a Disney park that don't either understand the joy of it but um, or do enjoy it. I was interviewing Kiala Settle and she said this beautiful thing that when you're waiting to go on into small world and the Disneyland Railroad drives by, everyone waves at each other. 
you don't know that person. You don't know their backstory. You don't know who they voted for. But in that moment, it doesn't matter. You all are humans experiencing something together. And I feel that way with theater as well sometimes, that we can be moved by a story, that we can connect in deeper ways. I want everyone to really focus on remembering that life is short. We're all different. Stop hating each other and just accept each other. Well, thank you so much for being here. Of course, Mason. Thanks for having me. And thank you for sharing everyone's stories with the world. It's really awesome that you're doing this. Thank you. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 